Mostly cloudy and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Police are looking for suspects after a shooting death in southwest Calgary. Global's Jeff Smith reports. Around 5.30 Saturday afternoon, Calgary police were called to the 1800 block of 26th Avenue Southwest. There were multiple reports of gunshots in the area. A man with gunshot wounds was found in a vehicle in the alley behind 26th Avenue. He was pronounced dead on scene. Shortly afterward, officers reported to a vehicle fire on the 2200 block of 31st Avenue Southwest. They think it's related to the shooting death. Witnesses say suspects got into a blue four-door car and drove off. That vehicle may have been a Subaru Impreza or Legacy. It's believed the shooting death was targeted. Homicide detectives are talking to witnesses and looking for any video footage. They're also sharing information with law enforcement agencies elsewhere. An autopsy on the victim will be done early next Next week, Staff Sergeant Martin Chavetta says this level of violence is extremely concerning and CPS is dedicating resources from across the service. Jeff Smith, Global News. Police are now also investigating to see if this shooting incident is linked to a similar fatal shooting that took place an hour later in a Coquitlam, B.C. community. More news in a moment, but for 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. along northbound McLeod Trail at 17th Avenue. The two right lanes are closed. The two left lanes are still getting by. And over in the southwest, the single lane gets through in each direction on 17th Avenue on top of Crowchild Trail. I'm not seeing any delays right now. The Canadian seat sale is on now at Leon. Save 15% on regular price Canadian-made sofas, love seats, chairs, and sectionals. This weekend only, visit leon.ca for details. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Tay Eason. We keep inching closer to the 2.5 million vaccinations milestone in Alberta. According to the latest COVID numbers from Alberta Health, more than 2,460,000 people have received a shot. That means today could be the day we pass 2.5 million. Provincially, there are currently 15,502 active cases of COVID with 617 people in hospital, 164 of those patients in intensive care. 621 new cases of COVID were reported Saturday. HMCS Calgary, a Royal Canadian Navy ship, has made a historic drug bust in the Arabian Sea. It's part of Operation Artemis, a counter-smuggling operation. Jackie Wilson has more. Crew members on board HMCS Calgary have made the largest heroin bust in combined maritime forces history. The over 2,800-pound seizure happened April 23rd. Since then, the ship has confiscated thousands of kilograms of other drugs, breaking another record for the most seizures by one ship, says Commanding Officer Mark O'Donoghue. There are several prescribed terrorist organizations operating in this region. And what they do is use the high seas to smuggle contraband like illicit narcotics and weapons to local regional markets as well as global markets to fund their terrorist organizations. So when ships like HMCS Calgary uh, seize this, we're basically uh, disrupting the funding. We're providing regional stability and we're contributing to a greater cause. HMCS Calgary has 249 Canadians on board. The ship left Canada at the end of February for Operation Artemis in the Arabian Sea and Gulf of Oman. They'll stay until mid-June. Jackie Wilson, Global News. It's 4 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and this is a true May 24th long weekend. A lot of times it's the 17th or 18th or but this is actually the May 24th and uh, with it being on the holiday Monday it's a good time to get out and uh, hit the garden centers. I think last night looks like our last night of frost hopefully for a bit. It's been a tough one. I know for us in the garden center business, we've been wheeling the stuff in inside and out of our greenhouses in the, at night and then wheeling them back out in the morning, getting ready to sell. We had a little bit of frost on a couple of things. One of the plants that really surprised me, I didn't realize it was as soft as it is, is the coleus. It can take less frost than begonias or impatience. They're uh, Begonias and patients were a little hardier. They didn't get any, but some of the coleus just got uh, just a touch of that frost does them in. So if you plan on having coleus in your garden, just remember that is probably that and the potato vine. It is uh, probably the ones that will take the least amount of frost. Again, if you are going to the garden centers, and we are working with AHS as for safety for our team and also for all our customers. Um, please follow all our signs as best you can. And at the other garden centers, I'm sure they have the same sort of signs and directions. And do the physical distancing whenever possible, um, obviously. And then have the mask outside or inside if you can't keep the distance at the store. And I just want to thank everybody for being so patient coming through our and our lineups actually have been pretty minimal. We've been getting people through quickly and keeping everybody spaced apart. We're lucky we have 10 acres on top, so we have a lot of room to spread everybody out. But again, just uh, just keep your distance and do the physical distancing. We have a few more weeks. Hopefully, it looks like we're, we're back down on the decline. So hopefully, we can keep that going and with the vaccination, etc. We should be on the right track and... Uh, Hopefully by Canada Day, we can all uh, take these masks off and uh, breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief anyways. Enough of that, but we want to we wanna make sure everybody's safe and, and with the gardening and things like that. And we're, we're trying our best to, uh, to work with everybody involved. So again, just a big thanks to the AHS people who give us our guidelines and uh, help us through these times to ensure we're doing the right thing which we all want to do to make sure we can uh, keep going and uh, and do what we do. It is, uh, everything just burst out the last few days. It seems like just like boom and leafed out. And one thing, if you still have hydrangeas, they're probably one of the last ones. Like, so if you have the quick fire or the limelight, any of the hardwood um, hydrangeas are going to be the last. They're just starting to butt out. And the Annabelle should just start be sprouting up from the ground up. So you'll start seeing those soon. But most other stuff should be going pretty good. I know I have a Red Rocket Maple. It's up and going. My birch just popped like crazy. The gladiator crabs are blooming. We're getting a lot of blooms on our trees this year. So um, hopefully tonight's rain doesn't knock them all off. Hopefully we get to enjoy that for another week or so, which would be nice. And a couple of things. We have actually Linda Southern Heathcock is uh, joining us. She's from Spruce Meadows and Atco, of course. And uh, they're building a community garden, so we're going to chat with her and uh, and see what's going on there at the, at the Spruce Meadows Community Garden. So we have some some cool things there to chat about. Also, 
Jen, we're going to talk thrillers, spillers, and fillers in in the garden as well. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, so listen in and stay tuned. If you'd like to join us, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Those are the talk and text line from out of town or in town. And uh, we should be we should be good to go here pretty soon. And uh, we'll get going on the phone lines. Just checking, is Linda on the line, Carolyn? Carolyn? Okay. Actually, let's go right to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Linda. And she's from Atco and Spruce Meadows. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. How are you this morning? I am fantastic. How are you? Good, good, and uh, we're we're neighbors almost. We're just uh, across the a couple little hills, and then we're we're right beside each other. We both have a good name, and we have spruce in our name. So, uh, welcome to the Let's Talk Gardening Show, and always enjoy being over at your guys's facility over there. And uh, from what I understand, you're you're a big community garden advocate, and so you're looking to get this up and running. I am. I'm also a very big customer of Spruce It Up, so um, you know. <laughs> well, we appreciate that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's so exciting this year because, of course, during the pandemic, a lot of people have discovered gardening, which I think is fantastic. And we are so thrilled to announce that uh, we're partnering with Atco on the Atco Giving Gardens, and so it's going to be a community initiative. Um, but this year, due to the pandemic, it is a bit of a pilot project, um, and so we are creating the community garden, and we're offering it to three contestant winners to be able to apply and hopefully win their little plot of land to be able to garden this year. <laughs> and that, and that's always cool. People love contests and, and different things. So um, how, how are people going to be able to go about to, to enter? Sure. And, you know, like Spruce Meadows, this is the first year. So we want to have a three, four year um, program, you know, to really get it solidified. But just given the COVID restrictions and the safety precautions, we are starting a bit smaller. The garden itself will be using, uh, it's going to have 30, uh, start with 30 raised uh, garden beds, um, for all built from sustainable and recycled materials, uh, reclaimed lumber from APCO structures, um, we are using uh, repurposed horse troughs, of course, and yeah. of course some, some old milk crates. So you know it's going to be really. I think it's going to be totally cool. And for those of people that are, are interested in getting or applying to be um, in the contest, you know they just have to go to um, enter online at atco.com/givinggardens. And they can enter their name and uh, be able to have an opportunity to want to win one of these plots for 2021. Awesome. And, and then that uh, the winners are going to be selected on May 28th. That's correct. And, it, you know, it's kind of fun because they'll have their own personal space at the Spruce Meadows Garden um, brought to you by Adco Giving Gardens. And um, they'll have access into it privately. Um, they're going to get a prize pack from Spruce Meadows and the Blue Flame Kitchen. Um, including a virtual cooking tour or class, um, a $100 gift certificate from our great friends at Spruce It Up Garden Center, and a premium gardener's toolkit. Oh, I'm, I think I need to apply. 
That's what I was just thinking the same thing that I go, I think I'm going to go online right now. This sounds like a pretty good little deal. And I'll, maybe I'll bring my little lawn chair and set up a little patio over there at Spruce Meadows. It's pretty gorgeous yeah. over there. I can hang out and, uh, and just enjoy the, enjoy the scenery. So, cause everything you guys always do is always first class. So I'm going to expect nothing less of this um, from your Christmas markets to the soccer games to everything that happens over there. And, of course, all the equestrian events is always world class. So uh, um, this is, uh, again, I, I love what you're saying. Like the, You're going to have the horse troughs and the, and the wooden crates and things like that. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. But there's also um, – you're also going to have a little bit of a charity feel for it, I'm assuming. Absolutely. So um, the initiative, uh, all of the rest of the gardens are going to be uh, used for vulnerable, vulnerable seniors. Easy for me to say, not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and veterans. So uh, the product uh, at the end, the harvest, um, will be used to help to supplement our Blue Flame Kitchen Seniors Meal Program with the Calgary Seniors Resource Society, as well as feeding veterans um, that live in the ASCO village in Calgary and a new com community being built in Edmonton. So, and anything that's uh, surplus uh, after the harvest will be given to the Veterans Food Bank Association. So, a huge community initiative. Um, and we're going to do a little bit of a uh, video documentation throughout the year and so that we can really um, build it up for next year and, and grow the community garden because I do think it's a need um, within Calgary and rural area to have, you know, a little plot of land that you can call your own. Absolutely. And that's one thing COVID has done. Like I, I see so many young families coming in and they're into gardening as family units and it's it it I really like if you you, know, you can't look at obviously COVID is a big negative but I always try to find the positives out of things where you can and I look at all the families spending time together people are walking people gardening people doing different things and I think it's really brought people together again and they're looking for more of an experience. And so once Spruce Meadows opens up, they're going to be able to go and they say, we're not going to just skip it and take it take it for granted that Spruce Meadows is always going to be there. They're going to go to events like that. We're going to go see things and, and get out and experience and not just looking on Instagram or Facebook at somebody else doing it. I think people are going to get out and, and really start living. And, and that's what I – and I see it every day at the Garden Center. So many young families have gotten into gardening and, and even listening to the show, our demographic graphics have changed tremendously so um i think programs like you're doing is this going to add to that it's going to be awesome well and congratulations to you merle i mean you've done such a fabulous job of the outreach um and thank you very much for all your support that you give to spruce meadows and to atco with our atco giving gardens it really is a very exciting time for us and and you, just a little side note your your team at at atco heard i had propane and they weren't too happy about that. So I think they, they're drilling, they're bringing me a pipeline over. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love they, it. we weren't serviced yet. The guys there, hey, we can't have that. So, <laughs> so uh, um, we're, we're going to appreciate that. Yeah, the ASCO employees are going to help to seed and maintain the garden uh, and yep. harvest in the fall. And then um, we have the Horticultural Society, Calgary Horticultural Society, helping, you know, with expert advice. 
And so it's a, awesome. you know, it's a good community initiative and bringing people together. And it's so difficult, you know, everybody, so many people are on Zoom calls, but you know, you have to touch and feel the land and you have to have a communication. And I think it's a, a great way to rebuild our culture and our society after this horrible pandemic that we've all had to live through and have an opportunity to look forward to, you know, growing something and starting and and bringing it forward and being able to harvest and then give it back into the community. So it's a wonderful initiative from Asheville and Garden. Congratulations on that. And and thank you from everybody. And uh, we're very, very proud to be part of uh, um, when they, we were asked if we would participate, we're very happy to, to join in and, and, be with you guys on this and uh and we'll do whatever else we can to to make sure that you get everything you need and and we'll go from there but thanks so much and again people can go to atco.com backslash giving gardens to to apply and to enter the contest to win one of three garden plots and uh awesome well thank you so much linda for taking time out of your sunday morning and uh happy gardening over there and we'll, we'll i'm sure we'll talk soon Thank you very much, Merlin. Thank you so All much right. for the support from Spruce It Up. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, and I better take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Less of Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's best full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to talk with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Um, thank you. How are you I, doing uh, today? I think the, the garden centers are great. Uh, just before you come on the air, Kevin Usselman uh, said a name of a plant called a stench plant. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, it's that one that's really rare, and it's uh, it it only blooms for like twenty four hours, and it it's sort of actually it's called the corpse plant. It smells like uh, I guess dead bodies. So, <laughs> well, I've never smelled <laughs> one. Yeah, no, and and it's unfortunately it is something I, I just remember. I didn't talk. My dad wouldn't talk a lot to me about when they. And then when Linda was mentioned, the veterans, my dad was over in World War Two, and he said that was probably one of the worst. Um, things that he ever went through was having to deal with that um, in the war. So it was, uh, whenever I think of veterans, my heart goes out to those guys and we got to all stand up and look after those men and women that have uh, fought for us to give us the life that we have today, Dale. Well, certainly not in the garden centers I go to. No, <laughs> no, we don't have any corpse plants. So well, it's, thank you uh, very much. All right. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. All right. And let's go to James. Good morning, James. Hello. Hi, hi, James. How can I help you? Yeah, I have a couple of questions here. Um, okay. Um, raised vegetable patch. We're building one. What's the best soil for that? The best soil. There's all kinds. You can use like a garden mix. Um, you can use the big yellow bag. You can use, um, we sell a, like it's a garden mulch, how, or it depends how big it is too. How big are you doing? Uh, it's only about uh, oh, two feet by about uh, eight, six feet. Okay. And that one, it's fairly small. You could just even just use the bags of the organic potting soil. Okay. And, uh, and you'll get great results with that. We have a couple, we have black gold and we have the pro mix and then our spruce it up all purpose would work in there as well. 
All right. Um, the next one is, what is the best way to get rid of dandelions? I don't want to use chemicals that can harm birds or the wildlife. Best, one of the best ways is using our Green It Up lawn fertilizer. It chokes out a lot of the dandelions. Like, I haven't sprayed for a dandelion for two years on my lawn. and. Oh, okay. Because I just I used the green up lawn fertilizer. It has a high middle number. Okay. And bluegrass, like the Kentucky bluegrass, is a natural invasive species. So it, when fed properly, it will choke out all kinds of other grasses and weeds. So basically, my lawn is weed free, and and basically chemical free. Okay. Um, for the last two years. And I just use it to choke it out. If you have a million dandelions, it's going to take a bit of time. So you might have to hit it once with like a Killex or something to help get it under control. Okay. But then once after that, if you're using our fertilizer properly, like the three times a year, okay. you're going to have very, very minimal dandelions. Okay. Um, I also hear that Roundup is dangerous. So why are some of these stores selling it? Um, well, it, well, every chemical vinegar is dangerous. Like even the even the they say like uh, environmental friendly envi- vinegar weeder. Like there's a mm-hmm. there's a weed spray made of vinegar, okay. but it's the corrosive stuff. It's almost more dangerous than Roundup because if you get that on your fingers or your toes, oh. it'll eat your skin away. So it it is with anything, any chemicals or any products can be dangerous if you're not following the directions, being careful, wearing gloves. Roundup's pretty safe as long as you're using it properly. Like if you're, it's it's used to kill weeds down to the like quack grass in your flower beds and things like that. I wouldn't use it in my food beds and things like that. But I've used Roundup successfully lots, like trying to get rid of quack grass in a flower bed because the more you dig the quack grass up the worse it gets because every get. time you break the roots, it makes more and more. So, oh, okay. But right. if you use Roundup, it just kills it. You let it die right down to the root, and then you pull it out when it's totally dead, and then typically it's dealt with. Okay. Uh, I, I was using vinegar and salt, uh, which I read on Google that uh, might work, and uh, so far I have not seen the results for that. Yeah, it's again, you're putting a bunch of stuff and then it ends up messing up the soil too, right? If you put too much salt and stuff in there. So, okay. uh, Yeah. How can I get your free bag of soil? That's my last well, question. it just depends. If <laughs> I, I just give it away. Um, I just uh, I sort of pick someone, but uh, I sort of like to do it unsuspectedly. So, oh. <laughs> so you're a little too obvious for me today, James. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. All right. Okay, thank All you right, so much. Take care, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I, I like that. He's right to the point anyway, so. How do I get that free bag? Um, I got a couple of um, spruce trees. This time of year, too, you're going to see browning and sometimes yellow. And and the ones I'm seeing in the pictures, I, what I need, what I'd like to see you do is is create a tree well around them, remove the grass from underneath them, and and, and remove a little bit of the soil and put a bit of bark mulch, and then feed them with thirty ten ten. Both the ones that. Um, people would text me. They look like they're just planted a little bit too deep, or or have too much loam or or sod over top of the roots on those areas. So I would just remove some of it from underneath, and they and they just look like they really need to be fed. And for your evergreens, thirty ten ten is the best one to use for that, and that should definitely help get the color back into those. I don't have quite time to take another call until after the break, but right now, actually, I probably should just go to break right now. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. 
It's cloudy and six degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Police are investigating a targeted fatal shooting in Calgary's southwest community of Bankview yesterday. A man with gunshot wounds was found in a car. He later died on scene. Police are investigating to see if this shooting incident is linked to a similar fatal shooting that took place an hour later in a Coquitlam, B.C. community. The Alberta Teachers Association will be debating a vote of non-confidence in Education Minister Adriana LaGrange at the annual Representative Assembly. The motion was jointly drafted by 20 locals of the ATA. The debate on the resolution and vote is expected to take place virtually this morning. Rain with a high of 14 degrees today. Rain continues into tonight with a low of 6 and tomorrow more rain expected and 13. It's 6 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Let's talk gardening. I'm Earl Kim. Sorry about that. I'm not too sure what had happened there. Um, is Carol still there? Let's go to Carol. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. Um, Hi. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. First of all, let me just say how much I enjoyed your conversation with Linda. That was a really is, uplifting conversation. Isn't she a great speaker as well? I was this. Yes. I was. I was admiring her. Uh, her uh, vocabulary, just, she's great on the radio and, and nice and easy to talk to. And, and the folks down there, you always know their heart is in it because everything yeah. they do is always so first class. So, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, I really, really enjoyed listening to that. Um, thank you. So my question is, I bought a cow lily from Spruce It Up. It's about 14 inches tall in a 10-inch mm-hmm. pot. I bought it so that I could eventually put it into a larger container <laughs> on the deck. Um. The leaves, so I've had one flower, which is now dying back. You always say to deadhead, so that yes. plant will. So it, it's all... Um, if it's starting to die back, yeah, yeah, just cut it back. And sometimes with this canna lilies, just watch. Like sometimes there's two or three blooms on one of the big stems. But right. if there's only one, I just take the stem right out. So there's there's another new one coming out. Just yeah, so just go just above that one, just above right. where the new one is. Yep. Perfect. So some of the leaves are absolutely the most gorgeous green. They're beautiful. But since I brought plant home, I have noticed that a lot of the leaves look like they're yellow, and they're they have crispy brown edges now. So I'm a bit worried. And that's probably just some of the older ones. Have you transplanted it yet? Not yet, no. Okay, yeah. So it's just when they when they get into those smaller pots, like it's a good size pot, but they're still they do shed because it's ready to start growing like crazy. So they shed some of their old foliage. So that's fairly normal because it wants to start using its energy to new growth, and okay. as the days get longer, so just uh, and I would probably get you could probably save to transplant those really soon, and uh, get it into the pot, and then you should be good to go. Right. Now, because it's a tropical and because of our weather, um, did I hear (laughs) correctly several weeks ago that you said uh, to be careful when you put outside, like maybe even wait till June? Yeah, these last couple of nights, we've I've left a couple outside. They seem to be okay, and the forecast looks fairly promising after the next couple of days. Like even tonight, we're a low of plus five. It looks pretty good, but 
um, I would just keep an eye on it. If you do put it into a pot outside, just keep an eye on it and uh, okay. and just watch the evening temperatures. But for the most part, we should be good to go. Okay, last question then. I did fertilize it last month. I think you said 1530 Yep. Yep. Right. So when I transplant it, should I fertilize it at the same time? Yeah, just water it first and then fertilize because that's right. both a blooming fertilizer and it's good for root transplant as well with the right. high middle number. Okay, well, that's perfect. Thanks so much for the info. Really appreciate You're very it. welcome. Okay. And thanks for the call, Carol. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Craig. Good morning, Craig. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I've, I've got a lilac it's got some dead branches do i mm-hmm. trim that after it blooms or they wait till winter or? no if there's dead if there's dead branches you can take them off anytime it's better to remove them anything dead damaged or diseased um okay. should be removed um d- just be careful you're not cutting any of the ones with the leaves on it because obviously they will right. lose your blooms but right. if there's dead branches absolutely it's fine to remove them now Okay, great. One more. I got a hollyhock, something eating holes in them. Um, yeah, is it, uh, it's already started? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just, you'd have to look under the leaves. You look for little caterpillars, possibly. They love getting after those because they're big foliage plants. Um, BTK is a product you can use for, for like little worms okay. or caterpillars type thing. Okay. One really or even just one. use a even just use a hose like to hose them off if you okay. if you can see them. Would neem oil work? If you have some, yep, yeah, that would probably yeah, work I got, fine. I got lots. Uh, one quick one: pussy willows. If I cut the branches off, do yep. they grow back or do they pr- or regenerate themselves from the ground? They can absolutely, yep. And they they root really easy. So if you're looking to propagate them from the newer growth up top, you just stick them in water into soil and keep it moist, and they propagate really easy. So, Great. Thank you very much. All right. right. Have a good one. Thanks, Craig. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. And I think I'm going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Hi, Merle. Hi there. Hi. Uh, last year, I bought a columnar Norwegian spruce. Okay. It is about uh, a meter tall. This early in the spring, I noticed about a foot off the ground, uh, the needles were turning brown, and then they fell off a couple of the uh, branches. And um, it's progressed. So I have a bushy, healthy one foot on the bottom, and then I have about eight inches where it's just the needles are all gone, and uh, and, uh, now the central leader, the needles have fallen off, so it's looking pretty sad. I've got a little pom-pom underneath the central leader where there's still some green. Yeah. uh, I thought it was rabbits at first, but I've, uh, well, first of all, I sprayed it with bobbit, and yep. then I put, uh, I got some chicken wire up around it, but uh, it seems to be progressing. The other day I took the hose and jetted it hard, yep. thinking there might be some little bugs on no, it that that's, I can't that's see. That's good to do that. But what, what can I do? 
Um, the only thing I'd really do is just hopefully it might just be a little bit of winter desiccation. See what it does here in the next uh, three or four weeks. If you get to mid-June, it will tell you what it's going to do. It, it'll either look worse or it, you'll see new growth pop out of the end of the uh, end of the branches and that, and then it'll be fine. But if you don't get any new growth, chances are, unfortunately, you'll probably be, it might have uh, passed on. The bottom is so healthy. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's probably just winter cooks. The bottom half was covered with snow, so that was protected. So when the top half is, it was exposed. So it just tells me you probably had winter desiccation. Uh -huh. So you might. That's what I mean. So the next couple of weeks, if you get a bunch of new growth, it'll grow out of it and look better. But if you don't get any new growth up top, um, uh, unfortunately, it's probably done, and it uh, it it would have it would die of uh, the of the winter desiccation. But that happens a lot with some of the – like the Norwegian spruce aren't – they're hardy but not super hardy. So the part that was sheltered from the snow is doing really well on the bottom half. But the upper part that was exposed to the dryness, unfortunately, is uh, – it could have had some more too much winter desiccation. So a little I, I bit of time will tell. I on my neighbor's lawn. She has two of them. They're probably, uh, oh, I don't know, they're about 12 feet high now, but she's had them for many years, and they're on a very, yeah. very exposed, almost a hillside on a very windy location. No, and that's, it's just like cedar. Sometimes I go to people's houses, I see a gorgeous cedar growing like crazy, but typically cedars don't grow here. So it really depends. It just... <laughs> It's a, it's a I've, 50, I've, I've I always say it's 50, 50 and I baby those things all summer long because they're yeah. on one side of the fence and uh, my neighbor planted uh, spruce trees two feet on the other side, four of them, and they're 40 years old, so they suck up all the water. So I have to water my cedars really, yeah, really Yeah, and that's same with those Norwegian heavy. spruce. Like this, they need to get watered in really good in the fall. And and possibly use a, a product called Plant Prod or not Plant Prod uh, Wilt Proof on uh -huh. them, and, it, and it's an anti desiccation. It's sort of like lip balm for your for your for your lips, but you use it for your trees. Plant Prod. Called, well, it's actually no Wilt Proof. Sorry. Wilt Proof. Yeah. Uh huh. And you spray it on in the fall. Okay. Well, let's see. Hopefully, that will come back for you. Yeah, I'm hoping I get a whole bunch of new growth. If not, it just well, I've yeah. got a Virginia creeper planted behind it, so it'll ha have some <laughs> green against the there fence behind it. But um, all right, yeah. Thanks, Sophia. Another thing I'd like to ask you: Have you have? Is there such a thing as uh, chicken wire baskets? Well, like yeah, I've got we, well, a, a three Virginia. The rabbit's been after that. And I've got a trolleus. This is my shady uh, plot. And they're just in there chewing up everything. I think you'll have to kind of make your own up. Maybe get a like a plant pot and just buy chicken wire and, and mold it around the pot. Uh -huh. And then pull the pot out and then put your wire over top. be nice if there were some kind of, uh, yeah. you know, that uh, different but sizes that you could just Bob X for your good, plants. Yeah, Bob X works good for that, though. Well, spray I do right spray them the with Bob X. Yeah. Okay. So I just, right. just chased a big fat rabbit off my front lawn this morning. So yeah, there's lots of. Them. All right, I'm sorry, Sylvia. So, yeah, I gotta tough, go. Tough place to grow anything anyway, and then you got Absolutely. rabbit and deer on top of it. So all right, thanks, Sylvia. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I gotta Mo. go. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, thank you. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. 
when I get back, we're going to find out what those thrillers, spillers, and fillers are all about. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we're going to go down to the greenhouse and spruce it up, and we're going to chat with Jen. We're going to find out what's going on down there. I hear we have some thrillers, spillers, and fillers down there. <laughs> we do. It sounds like a movie. Yes, we definitely do. Isn't that the, isn't that the nicest thing? So when people come in and say, hey, Jen, I need a thriller, what are you, what are you going to show them? <laughs> Um, probably one of the first ones I'd show them, Merle, depending on their exposure, <laughs> would be the canna, the canna lily. I agree. I love using those um, in the in the in the center of your pots. So, mm -hmm. and uh, what's what's another one? Uh, well, dracaena is the classic one, right? Those spiky mm -hmm. grass ones. People love those. Um, super classic. Uh, depends on the look people want. Another one, one of my favorites is the millet and I eat the millet grass. I usually tell people about those and they fall in love with those pretty easily. Um, it's a nice kind of different looking one, a little softer than the Dracaenas. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I have a couple of favorites if you don't mind me uh, buttoning in here. I don't mind. Merle, go for it. All right. I like the King Tut and okay. the Baby Tut grasses. Yep. Um, Datura. Yes. I like using those in the center. You get those big white trumpet flowers. They look gorgeous. And I tried pompous grass last year, but it didn't get to the point where the big white plume. So I almost mm. want to try it again. And uh, I got they got like two or three feet high, but I never got the white plume. So oh. I was a, I was a little bit disappointed in that. But yeah. Uh, oh well. So when okay, so we got our thriller. Yep. I feel like singing the Michael Jackson video almost in a second, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. Kate, we're going to go to fillers. Let's go to fillers. Yeah, there's some classic ones of those, too. Again, it depends on the look that people like, but even geraniums are nice fillers, marigolds, uh, euphorbia you can stick in there for a nice look. Osteopernums yep. are good. Um, I actually have a list in the greenhouse too to help with some of those, but okay. um, yeah, depending on on the look that you like, and then then we go to our spillers. Okay, actually, I'm gonna fill. I'm gonna put in Are a couple filling? of my fillers. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta. All right. Okay. Big Mac. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Focus, Boston Merle. ferns. Boston ferns. I love yeah. putting those in. Any of the ferns. Hostas. Um, some of the more foliage plants are kind of neat when you put them in just to fill in some of those empty spots. Yep. Um, I do have 200 Boston ferns coming this week, so Thank I'm goodness. super excited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. We, we have a few planters that we're doing with Chris and her crew and then are some of our stuff at the store as well. So super, super looking forward to that. Yep. Um, geraniums, did you mention those? I did. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And then some of the petunias, some of the stand-up petunias, not necessarily Absolutely. the training ones are yep. and petunias are your your ones that they just they don't they don't give up on you. Like they if even if you forget to water <laughs> them, they'll 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 wilt a little bit, but then as soon as you give them a little bit of water, they perk right back up for you. Um so they're ones that'll be with you through thick and thin through the, all the bad weather and everything. So petunias are great. 
Yeah. Okay. So now let's go to our spillers. The spillers. I have my favorite. I'm just going to throw that out there first. But the dichondra okay. or, or the silver falls. There's a silver and a green one. But they're cute little cup-shaped silver leaves. And they yeah. are so pretty hanging over the edge of the pot. But the dichondra is my favorite. There's biddens. There's, you could use nasturtiums. People love the lobelia, the regatta, specifically yeah. lobelia. Alyssum, this, um, all kind ivies you can throw in there. Yeah, and I have a couple. Yeah, I, like. I knew you Vinca. would. Bro. <laughs> okay. Vinca. Vinca, I yeah. Love the, yeah, the variegated Vinca. I love those yep. when they're trailing over. Um, I like using the wave petunias again, yep. uh, or either that or the, what's the other one? The, the Calabricoa. Yeah, those are beautiful for for cascading over your plants. And again, and you mentioned the ivy. So there's always lots of uh, good little uh, things that you can add to your pots to get them nice and beautiful. And Jen and the crew will be more than happy to help you out down there at the garden center. Well, and one more tip, Merle. One of the things I love to point out to people is throw some herbs in there. You know, the herbs, yeah. they look, they're, be- they're beautiful. You can use some. There's all kinds of I usually tell people to kind of come up with a theme that they like, whether it's color or scent. Do you need shade? Do you need sun? You can use succulents. You can do grasses, like a grass pot. But yeah. um, I, I tell people all the time, throw some herbs in there. They're beautiful, and you can use them. It's easy. Yeah, at some of the pubs that we do the patios for them, yep. we put mojito mint in the, in the plants for them. So then the bartenders come and just take um, fresh mojito for the, for the bar for the day and mojito mint just loves that they love being cut they just once you start cutting them they just grow for you like crazy so yeah that's awesome all right well thanks Thanks, again jen and uh we'll see you in an hour or so (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks bro take care care. thanks jen all right you're listening to uh, let's talk gardening on 770 chqr i'm going to take a quick little break Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone line and I'm going to do chat with Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Hi, how can I Hi. help you? Hi, I'm calling because uh, the front of our house has two very large spruce trees, which I like because they give us privacy, and we've trimmed the inside. So now we have an area that would be perfect for a patio or a deck, but I don't want to put in anything that will kill the trees. There's a large root that goes across the center. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you have any suggestions of what we could do to make it look better without damaging the trees. Well, sometimes like a ground-level deck, if you could put in a couple posts around and maybe just do a deck that's maybe just up off the ground like six inches or something like that, six, eight inches. Yes, I'd like it level with the sidewalk that goes into the house, which is about six inches up. Um, but I looked at treks because wood is so expensive, but I'm worried that the pitch will wreck the finish on it and you won't be able to clean it. Is that a concern, or would I be better to go with, say, bricks, like in a patio? It's just hard with the bricks. If there's tree roots and everything, we have to dig down because and, and, you have to create a really good base. So we got to okay. remove all the all the black soil and stuff like that um, and get down to, like, clay. And then okay. put our base over top. Otherwise, if we try and go right over top of the tree roots and, and the soil, um, you just have a, your your sub base is not sturdy enough, and then your your and that's when your paving stones get all floppy on top. Oh, I see. So th- this one big root that comes across, 
would it be possible to cut that to put like a base it, without down? seeing it a lot of times we do that for sure but like i said without seeing it you could contact our, our landscape design department and uh conrad well, I didn't realize you did decks and patios yeah we do full landscape design and construction we have uh okay. we do okay. our own crews and we have a phenomenal designer conrad and luke is running the crews out there so we have we have great guys out there so by all means okay Oh, that's All right. Good. Thank you very much. All right. We'll talk okay. to you soon. Thank yeah, you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to read a couple of texts because I just got a couple of minutes here. A few weeks ago, you spoke with a lady by Pinch Creek that had sweet peas. Do you have some of them in your garden center or just give me her information? Uh, we don't carry her brand, but we do have um, her name, and it's Diana, and she's Bailey Hill Greenhouses down in Pinch Creek. So, by all means, take a drive down, beautiful country down that way. Say hi to Diana, and that's Bailey Hill Greenhouse. And i got another question. Let's talk gardening. How can I get rid of that mint that is invading my flower border from my neighbor's yard? I've tried digging, and it just pops up. Roots are incredible. Help me, Stephanie. Well, Stephanie, it is, it is one that they are fairly invasive once they get going. So you could try Roundup. In certain areas, just cover, like I like using a pipe or or some sort of cardboard barrier. I spray where I don't want it, and then it'll eliminate it that way. Or cover what you want with a pipe to, to get rid of and just spray down the pipe so you're not spraying it onto other things. That could work. Or it's just the good old-fashioned digging down and, and getting at it. And it's uh, unfortunately, it, it is going to be a bit of work. It takes a bit for it to come going. So. Um, hopefully that helps um, with that. And got another text here, one quick one. What are these plants and how do I get rid of them? They just started growing a couple of weeks ago. It's called goutweed or snow in the mountain. And you also have, um, uh, what's that lily? There's that other little white lily. So you have two very invasive plants. So unfortunately, with the Blue Sierra truck, this is the text I'm reading with the picture. It's just getting in there and, and digging them out and, uh, and, and hoping for the best. Or you could round up that area, let it totally die, and then just remove everything afterwards. And you got some grass coming up in the sidewalk and stuff. So you can do that as well. And then just put some nice soil in there afterwards. Give that a try. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's cloudy and six degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Police are investigating a targeted fatal shooting in Calgary's southwest community of Bankview. A man suffering gunshot wounds was found in a car just after 5.30 Saturday afternoon in the 1800 block of 26th Avenue Southwest. He later died on scene. Shortly afterward, officers responded to a vehicle fire on the 2200 block of 31st Avenue Southwest. They think it's related to the shooting death. Witnesses say suspects got into a blue four-door car and drove off. That vehicle may have been a Subaru Impreza or Legacy. Police are also investigating to see if this shooting incident is linked to a similar fatal shooting that took place an hour later in a Coquitlam, B.C. community. HMCS Calgary has set a new Canadian military record. The crew on the Royal Canadian Navy frigate named after our city has set a new all-time high for the amount of drugs seized in a single bust. 
On April 23rd, 1,286 kilos of heroin was seized off a single smuggling vessel sailing on the Gulf of Oman, which is part of the Arabian Sea in the Middle East. HMCS Calgary Commander Mark Donahue tells Global News the bust is all part of a bigger Canadian mission called Operation Artemis, with the goal of disrupting the cash flow for terrorist groups. You know, those terrorist organizations are using the high seas to smuggle that type of contraband uh, to fund their illicit activities. And so what we're doing is disrupting that and deterring that. Since February, the HMCS Calgary crew has seized 24,000 kilos of hashish, 3,000 kilos of heroin and 1,700 kilos of methamphetamine. With public health restrictions in place, many Canadians are wondering what travel will look like this summer. Tourism week starts today and Canadians are being encouraged to spend their dollars like they normally would internationally, locally. Darren Reeder with the Tourism Industry Association of Alberta says local businesses need support more than ever this summer, especially as there will be no international visitors. This is really an unprecedented summer where we are not going to see international travelers in our backyard and the uh, importance of locals uh, spending generously to support the local businesses that have really had a tough go of it the last 15 months has never been more important. For more information on Tourism Week, visit tourismcounts.ca. And the National Advisory Committee on Immunization has updated its guidance on second shots of COVID-19 vaccines. And the new recommendation could potentially clear the way to mix and match shots of the same overall type. The committee says the Pfizer and Moderna shots can be safely used interchangeably as both are the newer mRNA vaccines. And the Johnson & Johnson jab, a more traditional vaccine, can be used in place of the similar AstraZeneca. State police in New Jersey are investigating an overnight shooting with multiple victims at a South Jersey home. Becca Hendrickson reports police say a couple of hundred people were attending a house party. There may be a tent on the ground as well as some tables. Police say that multiple people were shot here just before midnight and some of those victims are dead. Police say more than 100 people at this party. Cars were lining the street and they got the call for the shooting and the investigation has been ongoing. Police have not yet released any information on potential suspects or a possible motive. Global News Sky Tracker weather high of 14 degrees today with rain. That rain continues into tonight with a low of 6 degrees and tomorrow high of 13 and more rain. It's 6 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. This is Merle Coombs, and actually, today's a special day. I would like to wish my mother-in-law, Gisela Jablanca, a merry or a happy birthday. So happy birthday, Oma, from all of us. We haven't got to see a whole lot over the last little while, but now we're we're getting back at her, so we're looking forward to seeing you. So happy birthday, Gisela, and uh, all the best, and look forward to seeing you soon. All right, and. Um, yes, John gave me the the other plant I was looking for in that one where I said there was the geltweed snow in the mountain, and the other one was lily of the valley. So thanks, John, for for giving me that uh, question. And that's one thing I love about this show is I always have lots of backup if I get stumped a little bit. And very similar to my amaryllis question every year, we get the columnar aspen questions. They come out and they look bronze. 
that is normal. Your 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 columnar aspens will turn green. They always come out and they look bronze, sort of color brown. That's totally normal. And uh, they will turn green for you. And uh, so I get tons of those questions all the time. So um so don't don't worry. They will they will turn nice and green. It won't. It doesn't take long. A couple of weeks. Once they open up, then they they turn into that nice shiny green leaf. But right now, I'm going to go to Phyllis. Good morning, Phyllis. Phyllis. Hello. Hi, Phyllis. I'm trying to grow tomatoes indoors, and I wondered what to do about pollination. Um. So what you can do is you can use a Q-tip. And you can just sort of rub it into one of some of the blooms and then just rub it into the other ones. So you just got to do some cross-pollination or get a little tiny paintbrush, like a one with a real fluffy um, on the on the brush end. And then you can just touch and then just go around and touch all the blooms. And then oh, that will definitely I'm help. There you go. Only <laughs> and you have to make you have to make the sound while you're doing it, Phyllis. Otherwise, it won't work. Okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so hey, thank you yeah. very much. And All also, right. um, I have uh, had an Easter lily. It bloomed beautifully. Uh, yeah. Can I keep that until next year? Yeah, it, it, you'll need you need to let it grow for a little bit. It'll go dormant, and then um, once it dies off, just let it. Uh, just let it dry totally out and then just store it in a cool, dark place. And if you want to feed it, if it still has some green, feed it with a little bit of 15, 30, 15. I see. And then, mm -hmm. and then that way it'll uh, boost up the phosphate in it and uh, and re refeed the bulb. And then that way next year it can go again. Okay, All great. Righty. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right. Let's Thanks. go to Anne. Good morning, Anne. I have an apple tree full of blossoms and only one bee, and I'm a little concerned. Does anybody else notice that we don't have bees? Yeah, actually, they, we've had tons. Actually, we had our vent open the other day at the garden center, uh -huh. and uh, it was uh, we probably had 200 bees come into the vent and oh. were all over our, our lemon tree. Can I come so. and get some? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen a ton out yet either. Okay. Because I was looking at my like my apples and my pear tree and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So, but they're out there. I think maybe they just come out. Maybe we don't notice them. I know they do come out early in the mornings and things like that as well. Oh, good. I was a little concerned because I only saw one, and and he had to do my whole tree, and I don't think he can or she or it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to give it the best effort, so we should be fine. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Where am I at for time? I'm good. I'm going to go to Marie. Good morning, Marie. Hello, Mary. Hi, hi there. Yeah, I have this uh, fertilizer, green it up. Yeah. Then it says under direction, take one scoop and put it in four liters of water. Yes. So what do I do? And put the... In a watering can and go around and fertilize yeah, it. And, and then you fertilize your, your plants with that. Yes, it's called a water-soluble fertilizer. Yeah, but it's kind of cumbersome to go around with the watering can. Isn't yeah, it? well, not really. You water everything first, and then you just go around and you feed all your plants. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I have to do the grass. That's what I wanted. Oh, no, no. You got the, the stuff for your grass is in a bag. 
and it's it's a granular that you use. Uh, it's oh, under the Green It Up brand, but that well, you got the Green It Up water soluble fertilizer for your plants. Yeah, it's in a bag. You said for the grass. Yes. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, sixteen thirty two six. It's a big bag, like a nine kilogram bag, twenty pound bag. Oh, that's a big one. Yes. So and you must have got you the we got you the water soluble for your plants. It's oh. under our Green It Up brand of, of fertilizers. We have the we have the water soluble fertilizers, like the twenty twenty twenty, fifteen thirty fifteen, and thirty ten ten. Yeah. And then we have the Green It Up lawn fertilizer in and that's in a bag. Oh. All right. It, it says also green it up, but I mean it's you know, yeah. Yeah, that's just the brand. Yeah, sorry. And then underneath it'll say either flowering or transplant or evergreen. And so I just put it on the flowers, huh? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's it then. Yeah, we'll have to. You have to get you back over there to get you some of the lawn fertilizer. Yeah. Okay. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Marie. Bye-bye. 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 All right, and I got a text here. Merle, love the show. Went to Diana's place near Pinch Creek. She has an amazing sweet pea. All the heritage mixes. Her place is interesting, rustic, runs it herself. Meeting Diana alone is worth the trip. Absolutely. Um, Diana's a treasure, and uh, I love when she calls in and we chat. And uh, so if you get down there, um, say hi to Diana and uh, support, again, local where you can down there and she she brings in all the good heritage brands and stuff like that for the sweet peas and there's something above about some of those old plants like sweet peas gladiolas monkshood um, bleeding hearts and those are the ones that bring back the memories from from our parents and different things that uh, from the flowers from the past a bit but a lot of those are becoming really popular again so um where am I at? I'm going to go to Les. Good morning, Les. Hi, Les. Good morning. Hello. Hi there. Hi. I have a. Uh, I sent you a couple of texts. One was uh, to identify a tree. The other one is a picture of uh, some evergreens that are cut right up. I want to plant grass under it. Um, Mm, so, that's uh, hard to do. That's going to be a tough one to get grass yeah, growing underneath there. About eight feet, eh? Like, yeah, it's still it is. Those work like big umbrellas, and they block the sun and most of the moisture. So what I would do is I would just get some nice bark mulch underneath there. Maybe put a couple rocks under there, and just okay. make it nice that way. Otherwise, you're just going to be fighting with grass forever. Okay. You, you uh, the only grass that you could grow underneath there is put a, two to three inches of loam, and then get. We have a grass seed called Eco Lawn. Yeah, I've heard and, of it. Yeah. Yeah, put that underneath there, people. The only thing is you have to make sure you water, because like I said, those big spruce trees work like big umbrellas, right? Yeah, they shed the water, water to the water outside. Yeah. yeah, and plus the water doesn't make it through the branches to where the grass yeah. is. So. Okay. Yeah, I so I would I would just sort of I would do something. I would just cut out the sod nicely, make a nice edge, put some nice bark mulch, maybe add a couple boulders, maybe a little statue or something, and yeah, not just make it there anyway. But yeah, the yeah. other one, I and I and I responded to it. It was a hawthorn. Okay, uh, it doesn't get fruit, eh? 
no, you get flowers. So you either get pink or white flowers on it. Okay. I, I don't know if it's a toba or a snowbird, but I know it's a hawthorn. Yeah, it looks like it's had some damage over the years. I just moved into here, so I'm just yeah, trying to Yeah, it, it definitely needs some pruning. That one's in a pretty <laughs> rough shape. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I have one more question for you. Um, I have a great big stump out in my front yard here that I moved over. I'm making a, a planter out of I think I sent you a picture last weekend. But my question is, I'm going to cut the top of this thing out. Can I put the dirt right into the stump or should I line it with fa uh, with something? Yeah, it was better to line it with some fabric and uh, it'll make it last longer for sure. Okay, well, thank you All very right. much. I appreciate it. Yep, no, have a good one. Thank feels you. Like, feels like S up here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All yeah, right, take yeah, care, bud. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I think I'm just going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's best year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And right now I'm going to go to the phone lines, and uh, we're going to chat with Janet Melrose, and she's Calgary's cottage gardener and author and everything else that's going on out in the gardening garden. Good morning, Janet. Good morning there, Merle. How are you today? I'm doing great. And yeah. um, it's been a busy little spring. Everything's going nice and busy and things are going well. And uh, yep. you have uh, you want to maybe just pass on a little bit more information on, on your books? Yes, uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Normando, she's my co-author because the two of us, we need two to do this. Um, we are having a talk um, on this coming Wednesday, Wednesday the 26th, um, about small spaces, small spaces gardening. And that happens to be one of our books. Uh, we've got four now, um, and we're just finishing another two. Um, so the books right now are in a question and answer format. Uh, because we want them to be uh, readily accessible to people. So they're a small volume, um, priced inexpensively at $15 each, and they're meant to get coffee stains and grubby because they are chock full of information about questions that you have about gardening as well as how to gardening, of course. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd have a, a talk plus a promo uh, together with one of our sponsors, Shelf Life Books. And, so how, uh, do, how you know, do people get in, in touch with this and sign up? For, all you need to do is check Embrace Gardening, Eventbrite, and up it will pop. Embrace Gardening is the host of this uh, talk. Embrace Gardening is a network of community gardeners. So just yeah, just, uh, just type in Embrace Gardening, Eventbrite, and it will pop up right away. Or you can check me out on Facebook, Calgary's Cottage Gardener. It's right up there as well. But it would be super to have uh, have people check in on Small Space Garden because it's definitely not too late to do it. And you know something? We all should be gardening, shouldn't we, Merle? Absolutely. Love gardening. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, thank you so much. And uh, mm -hmm. again, check you out at the Calgary, was it CalgaryCottage.org? Cal or? No, no, no. Just Facebook, Calgary's Cottage Gardener. Or okay. uh, Embrace Gardening Eventbrite. That's where we can get some tickets. That would All be right, marvelous. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Janet. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You, you as well. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to chat with Duncan. Good morning, Duncan. Oh, hi. How are you? 
Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, I have a couple questions. Um, um, I have a torch that I bought a long time ago. Yes. Uh, let me just get the speakerphone. And uh, <clears throat> I thought I could use that to kill the dandelions. It is, it is a, a, a propane bottle, and you screw it in the top. Yep. But it doesn't seem to kill the dandelions. Well, because it doesn't kill the roots, right? It just kills the top. You fry the top off. Okay. And and it really doesn't get down and kill the root. The root stays alive. Okay. So you're either choking them out, like I said, with our, like with uh, the assistance of our lawn fertilizer, or for some of them to get them under control, we like I would just use a spot spray of Killex. Okay. And that's a select herbicide. Um, so it'll only kills the broadleaf leaves. It won't kill your grass. And, so how long and, does it stay in the soil or in the plant? Um, like well, I have it, grandchildren, it, right? They like to play in the lawn in the back. Yeah, it's usually say within a few days. So just sort of watch. And that's why I only spot spray. Like I don't, there's some okay. of them you can hook it to your hose and you spray the whole lawn. I don't like using that. I just go around. I just spot spray each dandelion individually. Okay. And and then that way it's a lot safer. And yeah. you're not wasting chemical either. So my, I think you answered the question when I was in the shower. Um, I have some asparagus plants in, in my box. Actually, they're doing quite well. But I have quackgrass growing up in between them. Yeah. So Whenever I'm using food, I, was, I wouldn't use Roundup. I would, again, I would just dig down with a fork, try and get as much of the root out as you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, well, the boxes are on the back of the lot, and there's a wire fence, and on the back of the wire fence there's a, a field, and that's where they're all coming from, eh? Yeah. So even if I kill them just on the outside of the fence? Yeah, some of the grass, those quack grass and things like that, the, the, some of the roots are like 20 feet long, they say. So. Yeah, I know. Okay. All righty. So, yeah, so it, can I use Roundup on them or just leave them alone? Yeah, you can, absolutely. Okay. Um, that's about it. Have a good day. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And actually, I'm just going to chat a little bit. I actually got a text from Chad. He lives uh, in my old street down in Boness, and uh, and we had uh, Mr. Sybil, our hardware store fellow way back in the day. He lived a couple doors over from us, and I always had fond memories of – um, that street, they had the um, Nanking Cherry Hedge all the way around their house, and us kids would walk around. And once you get into mid July and August, we'd all have red stains all over our shirts, and we'd have a Nanking Cherry fights. And half the neighborhood would go there to pick it for wine or jam or what have you. But he just sent me a picture of my old house and uh, a couple of the big willows I planted when uh, we were kids, and they're still in the front yard. Some big laurel leaf willows in the front of the old Bow Glen Road homestead. So thanks for sharing that, uh, Chad. It's uh, great to see that. I do go by every so often and uh, say hi as my brother still lives just down the street. So anyways, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Hi, John. Is this the John you want? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, John, how are you? Um, Well... I'm not in jail, so I guess I'm okay. <laughs> they haven't caught up with you yet, eh? They haven't caught up with me. Well, that's good. Keep it, but, keep it going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, how do you deter uh, magpies? For one thing, <laughs> um, it, th- that's a tough one, right? You kind of kind of see what they're squawking at. 
and kind of see what what they're coming after. They love going after garbage, compost bins, things like that. Um, so it, it is sometimes a little bit tough to deal with them. And and uh, I know as my my kids always called them garbage birds when we had them always in our one of our other houses, but. It, it's simply just trying to make sure the garbage, um, compost, things like that are covered up and uh, just deter them from coming around that way, John, I think. What about building a nest in your trees? Well, that's, again, that's, uh, yeah. They, if they're, if they're doing shotgun, that, yeah. Yeah, but you can only do that at night, right? So, yeah. Just kidding. No, you can't do that. Hey, night, you, you have a fabulous uh, Facebook uh Editor, they do a yeah. Jessica does a fabulous job on all her social media. Um, she's uh, loves to taking the pictures. She does a f- really, really good job of letting everybody know what's going on down at the garden center. And uh, yeah, everyone loves. She's she's really taking us to the next level. So she sure has. Absolutely. And now my raspberries, uh, do they need? Or should they be fertilized? Or yes, fifteen thirty fifteen. Yep, fifteen thirty fifteen. They love that. Fifteen thirty fifteen. Yeah. Yep. They love that. They're a heavy feeder. Remove some of the old deadwood, and then you should be good to go. Yeah, I've got it all cleaned out, so I'm doing pretty nice. there. And awesome. you said twenty twenty is a good overall average. Absolutely, all purpose. If you if you just want to use one fertilizer, twenty twenty twenty. Oh. So that might cut out your uh, uh, 1632.6? No, no, that's for your lawn, that one. This is just a water-soluble. But, John, I got to go. I got to get out of here for some commercials. Thanks, I've been uh, late on my other Thanks. Thanks, bud. Take care. All right, going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Mostly cloudy and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis. The Alberta Teachers Association is in the midst of debating a vote of non-confidence in Education Minister Adriana Lagrange at the annual Representative Assembly. The motion was jointly drafted by 20 locals of the ATA. The debate on the resolution and vote is taking place right now. We'll bring you more details as they develop. And police are investigating a targeted fatal shooting in Calgary's southwest community of Bankview yesterday. A man with gunshot wounds was found in a car. He later died on scene. Police are investigating to see if this shooting incident is linked to a similar fatal shooting that took place an hour later in a Coquitlam, B.C. community. A high of 14 degrees today with rain expected. Rain continues into tonight with a low of 6 degrees. Tomorrow, 13 is your high and more rain on the way. It's 8 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go to the phone line and chat with Dean. Good morning, Dean. Hi, Merle. You're doing a really good job with the gardening. Anyways, Thanks, I was wondering, what is your uh, best recipe for a good garden soil? Um, not raised bed, but just the normal garden. I seem to be confused with the difference between topsoil and loam. Topsoil and loam are basically the same thing. Um, 
So topsoil is like just good. It's good garden loam. Um, so when you get different additives, like people add compost, mushroom manures, um, some horse manures, some sea soil, some wood chips, so different things. But you know what, Dean, since you uh, you didn't uh, you weren't too forward in asking, and I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a big yellow bag of soil. And you can you can uh, get a good mix, and you can talk with our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply, and they'll get you set up with a with a bag to uh, to help you figure out what's going on with your topsoil or loam, <laughs> and we'll get we'll get you fixed up. Excellent, thank you very much, there, Merle. You have an excellent nope. day. You as well, and I'll just put you on hold, and Carolyn will get your name and number, Dean, and we'll get you all set up. Thank you. All right, take care, man. All right, and I'm going to go to Fred. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, uh, Merle. Uh, what I'm calling about is should the first cut on my grass be short or long? I did cut it short uh, over the winter, and it's yep. now three to three and a half inches tall. I would and go down to like, sort of in that two-inch range. and. Right. Yeah, and that's sort of where I, I would keep it around there for the most of the season. You can go down a little bit shorter, like down to inch and a half, depending on on how good is, how good your soil is. I you just don't want to get too too short. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I had heard that if you leave it at that two to two and a half inches, it helps promote the, the root system better. More yeah, it, it shelters it and it keeps it from drying out, um, but. I, I that sort of I guess I guess we I get ours cut it's around the inch in, or inch and a half to two inches for the most part, um, but again if you're using our fertilizer it sure helps with the root system and you you use like half as much water like I water once a week at the most now, yeah. and where before I was watering two or three times a week when I was using the other fertilizer a few years ago so it just you get a good strong root system and then the whole thing is much healthier. Good. I did use, and I do use your fertilizer, and it's excellent. Oh, good. Thank good, you. Good. Bye. All right. Thank you, Fred. Take care. All right. Okay. Where are we at for time? 10.35. I'm going to go to Allie. Good morning, Allie. Hey, good morning. Um, I am the amateur gardener. Um, I had a uh, – our, our yard was neglected for a lot of years and I had okay. grass in our flower beds um, so last year I dug it all out I wanted to plant a bunch of stuff this year problem is I have a tree that I hit some of the roots on that tree and I severed some of the roots the tree seems to be doing fine problem is I'm getting a lot of suckers coming out uh, from the flower beds and uh, how do I get rid of them is that sort of, would it probably be like a Schubert or a Mayday tree or something like that? <laughs> it's a tree with green leaves is what I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you getting any white flowers on it right now? No, no white flowers. Okay. It's probably, it could be this a poplar or aspen or something. Okay. The best way, honestly, is just dig down is sort of follow that sucker all the way down as deep as you can go and try and cut it off at the root. And that's, I know it's a bit of a pain and I have to do it. I have two Schubert's in my front yard, one of them. And it's just when they were planted, one was planted perfectly and one was probably planted a little bit too high. And then I get roots coming up at right at the root. 
or if they're planted too deep, you'll get suckers further away from the tree. So every spring when they come up, I'm looking outside right now, they're about six inches. So I know I'm going to have to pull the bark mulch away. I dig down as deep as I can go. I cut them down as, as deep as I can get. And that, I usually have to do it maybe a couple, two or three times a year. But for the most part, that's all you can really do. It You can't really prevent it once it's already started. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about uh, coming up through the grass? Well, that one, again, it's just you just dig down and dig the root out, or you can try just painting those with a little bit of Roundup, and it won't kill the tree, as long as there's not like 500 suckers. If there's just one or two or three, you can just paint yeah. them. There's yeah. A few of them. Yeah, and just and, and the more you mow it too, they they just they tend to stop. They go, okay, this isn't going to work out well for me. I'm just getting my <laughs> my head chopped off every day, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna give up on this one. But that you can just fantastic. just paint yeah, just paint it um, with a little bit of Roundup on the leaves when it's growing, and it'll kill that little section down to the root, and it won't it won't put enough in there to kill the tree or anything. So. Okay, uh, last question would be the topsoil that you guys were talking about from Eagle Lake. I, I got picked up a couple bags, um, and I put a put a little bit uh, over top on the grass on my front yeah. lawn and to, to reseed it, kind of, or double yeah. seed or whatever it is. Um, good idea, bad idea. It's Great kind idea. of uh, bump, it's kind of bumpy right now, and and what do I do to kind of level it all out? We just go over with a rake, but you'll be amazed at how fast your grass will eat that up. And again, make sure you feed your grass. So again, like I recommend our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. And once you get the roots nice and healthy, and when you top dress it with that, with the loam or topsoil, you'll be amazed at how fast the grass eats it up. Like when you put an inch or two over top. And I'm, it always amazes me that within a couple of weeks, it's just gone. It goes down into oh, the wow. roots. And the, That's fantastic. The grass, okay, I didn't, yeah, I didn't the know grass that. Is, yeah, the grass is, eats it up. It's yeah, you'll you'll just see it there, then all of a sudden you'll just go by and be it's gone. <laughs> it's it's kind of a neat That's little fantastic. process. Yeah, great, great to know. I appreciate your show, and uh, you will be hearing from me in the future. <laughs> awesome, thanks, Ali. Thank appreciate you. it. Bye bye. Take care, man. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Brian. Good morning, Brian. Oh, oh got me? Yeah. How you doing, Brian? Okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I didn't Good realize deal. your thing was called uh, Heaven there. How can I help you? Well, I only get Heaven for a few months of the year, unfortunately, in Alberta. Yeah, absolutely. But anyhow. I got uh, some severe dandelion infestation in the rural property I bought, and, and I've been dragging that, uh, those weed bars over it. It yeah. actually seems to be doing quite well. And now I just have to get on my hands and knees and start picking all the yellow flowers off <laughs> before yeah. I put a seed, right? Yeah. yeah, and, well, you, you know, you could mow them before they go to seed like that. Yeah, um, that, the weed I did bar, that, but I got to mow the darn things low, and I don't. Then it's grass is getting cut really, really, really short, right? Yeah. None of these, um, none of these yellow flowers are up very high yet. 
Yeah, so the weed bar works a little bit better too when it warms up because it yeah. makes the the weed bar a little bit like sort of like a stick of butter. Like it works yeah. better when it's been sitting on the counter for a while when it's warm. Yeah, well, I had one that I got. I don't know when I bought it, like decades ago, right? And I opened it up and the thing was all cracked and one of the pieces fell off and. Uh, yeah, what the heck? I heated her up in the sun and drug her across, and well, did what it said it's supposed to do. So that was good. It yeah. takes a while for them to all get finally killed, and uh, and I made sure I didn't go around like the yellow flowers that all the bugs were still yes. trying to get at. I went around all that, and then in the evening when all the flowers closed, and I went over all the crap, and uh, uh, yeah, slowly get there. Next question is. Uh, uh, what kind of a good fertilizer could a guy put out here? Because I don't think anybody's done any kind of fertilizer yeah, at again, all. Yeah, again, we do quite a few acreages. Um, you can use our greened up lawn fertilizers, the best one, because especially on acreages as well, because you use about half as much water and it gets you a nice thick root system. It's it has the number sixteen thirty two six. So it has a high middle number, which you're not going to see from most of the fertilizers that you get at the box stores because okay. it's all 3204. There's nothing for the roots. Okay. So what if you get, again? What's it called? It's Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. Okay. And uh, you'll notice a big, big difference. And if you haven't used it before, go a little heavier the first time, and that'll really help start choking those dandelions out as well. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't have a sprayer. Is it all right to use gloves and just kind of... Yeah, if, if better if, yeah, it's, but if you have a fairly large area, like you're, uh, if you're on an acreage, I, I'd get yourself a spreader. Yeah, um, I got like about, well, lots. There's like five yeah. acres out here. Yeah, so I um, I would get yourself a decent spreader, and because yeah. uh, trying to do it by hand, you'd be impossible. Um, yeah, so get, suppose, just yeah. get yourself a pressure. Um, each bag does about um, 9,000 square feet. So okay. Alrighty, and, and where is this? At? Where are you at? At, at Spruce It Up Garden Center at uh, 159 210th Avenue Southwest, right on the west side of McLeod Trail and 210 across You're from Legacy. Yeah. yeah. Is there a, is you got a, a, a company up in Edmonton selling that stuff? No, I wish I did, but uh, oh. not yet. Not yet. Maybe check out um, either Salisbury or one of the garden centers up there. I guess any insulation, any insulation, any, uh, uh, whatever it's called, I forget what it's called now, any uh, stuff will be good, better than nothing. Yeah, you just, yeah, you, either that or go to one of the ag supply places and ask them for one with a higher middle number. Go to Actually, UFA yeah, or something. There is one here in Riley. It deals with, like, farmers and whatnot. Yeah, so just tell them what you want to do and get one with a higher middle number. Go to UFA. Okay, uh, I'll do already? that. And I'm not going to let you go yet. You had that guy crying about the magpies? Yeah. Well, I'm on the total opposite end of that situation, right? Uh, when I lived in Edmonton, I had magpies coming into my yard feeding in the winter. And I had one magpie so used to me that I got up to go to work one day at the machine shop. And I came out the front door, and the magpie was across the street seeing me flew right over, landed on top of my eavesdrops, and I said, oh, all right, I'll go get you something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so he became your buddy. He was nice. my buddy. I had lots of them. Oh, Perfect. here I got pigeons. I got friggin' 
magpies, I got ducks, I got a, what do you call it, a... Sounds like a nice little oasis you got going up there, Brian. Yeah, what do you call it? It swims in the water, uh, anyhow. Swamp. Not a beaver, a muskrat. Yeah. muskrat in there and all kinds of different birds that I don't know what variety they are, but I Just got houses up all over the place. Keep everybody happy. Awesome. Good job. Thanks, Brian, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, man. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for calling in. He's calling in from up in the Edmonton area. Let's go to Arlene. Good morning, Arlene. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, I'm standing on my deck looking at my lovely hawthorn. So last, oh, nice. Last year, um, one side of it, there was a number of branches that didn't bloom at all last year. We weren't sure if something had got sprayed on it. But we were hoping it would come back this year. Well, this year only even less of the branches are starting to show growth. So I'm really worried that something's really wrong with it. Yeah, tree. the hawthorn is a it's a it's quite a hardwood mm-hmm. as well. So um, chances are it probably went to bed maybe the year before or last year in the fall it was really dry. Yeah, they need to get watered in good in in October, like September October. You need to water them in well. Okay. Um, because if they go to bed dry, they just there's nothing to get them through the winter. They go through, they get winter desiccation. Uh huh. So one thing you can try is a product called Rage Plus. Okay. Fertilize it, water it really well. Put a soaker hose around your hawthorns. Get it really, do some really slow deep watering. Okay. And then get a product called Rage Plus and give it a couple of really good doses of that right away. Okay. And it's been known to push life back into branches. Good. Um, so give that a try. It works really well with birch trees, but give it a see what it can do for your hawthorn. Hopefully, if not, you might have to get some of that stuff pruned out because it gets to the point where your tree is just wasting a bunch of its energy trying to re rejuvenate old wood. Mm. Instead, you're better off just to get rid of the old wood and let the tree go all into new growth, and then all the good energy goes to that. Okay. Well, we'll have to have a look to see if it's truly dead, dead, or because I was yeah, very rage, scared rage to cut plus. anything off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rage Plus. Give it okay. a try. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and our good friend Brian, who called in there. Um, from up in the Edmonton area, he was asking if it's a good time to dig out little spruce saplings. Yeah, right now is still a good time. Um, you you got to want to do it before too much of the new growth comes out. But just ensure you get a good little root ball out of them and don't plant them too deep. The biggest, fastest way to kill spruce trees is planting them too deep, any of the evergreens. I always leave them up a little bit and I mound up to them. It, uh, it definitely helps. That way you're not uh, drowning them. Because if you look in most forests, the spruce trees typically grow on the slopes and your deciduous stuff will be on the, in the lower end and stuff like that. You very rarely see a spruce tree at the bottom by a bog or things like that. They don't like the wet feet. So give that a try. And right now I'm going to go to Cheryl. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Merle. Um, I'm just having the, the worst time with um, my Annabelle hydrangea. A few years ago, I bought one, and it was in bloom, planted it, and it got more blooms and lots of nice foliage. The next year, all I got was a bunch of foliage, even though I had been fertilizing it with uh, 153015. Following year, it didn't come up at all, so I replaced it last year. It got some uh, new growth, 
on it, no flowers. And now this year, I don't see anything coming up. Okay, there's there's still they are a little bit late this year. We've had a cold season so far. Annabelles are just maybe just starting to sprout up out of the ground because they and you, and the Annabelle dies back to the ground every year, right? Is that right. the one you have? Okay. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. So it should. I would just be a little bit patient. Give it a good little shot of water in that area where it, where it is planted. And I would just be a little bit patient. Some of those, like my hydrangea, my limelights are just starting to bud. And the quick fires in the backyard are just starting as well. And the Annabelle should just be coming up. Even from our nurseries, they're always like they're, and then this is in BC, like they're just six, eight inches out of the pot. So here we're always a couple of weeks behind. So I would just be a little bit of patience with those. Okay. And when should I start fertilizing it? And is the 15, 30, 15, what I should yep. be using. Yeah, you can even give them a shot of water today, and then if you wanted to give them a shot of fertilizer right away, that would be totally fine. Okay, and if I continue to have bad luck, um, is there some other option <laughs> besides the Annabelle hydrangea that is still, uh, like, you know, obviously Do you have not lots the of sun? Blooms, but Do you have full sun or shade? It's in the northeast corner of the house, and so it gets the morning sun, uh, you know, in, in uh, like, uh, even this time of year, until about 11 o'clock. And then okay, it's so in the shade until 7 o'clock at night, sort of. Well, I would, again, usually the Annabelles are pretty bulletproof, so I'm not, unfortunately... I'm not too sure what's going on there. The other than that, if it's shade like you're talking, I would go to like a Ligularias, some of the fiddlehead ferns, um, I, hostas. I have those, um, but is there any 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 other flowering options? Not really. That will do well in the shade. Like it's, um, and that's where I sort of go to Ligularias, Brunaria, um, hostas. Um, Add the color with the variegated leaves, and the Brunera you get a nice looks like a baby's breath. Uh, has a really like a nice blue color. Okay. Um, it's in the shade. It's tough. Like people, there's some shrubs that they say will grow in the shade. In my opinion, um, Annabelle is really the only one that'll grow in the shade as a shrub that will give you nice blooms. Other than that, I switch to the perennials. I go to ferns, ligularias, hostas, like I said, brunarias, things like that, That because then they'll do really well. And then if you want to add some nonstop begonias or impatience to give you a bit more pop of color um, <laughs> into the soil, I would try that out. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Merle. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And I think I got time for one more. And I'll go to Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Hey, good morning, Merle. Thank you very much for taking my call. With regards to your lawn fertilizer, we live in Aracana, and yep. this lawn gives us nothing but grief. So okay. your 16326 yep. is now how long do I have to keep my dogs off? You really don't have to keep them off for long at all. Like Once you fertilize oh. it, like it spread in there, goes into the ground. Like after the first water, like really, it, it's safe. Like because once you spread it, like it's not in high concentrate, so okay. it's not. It doesn't have any pesticides or anything. There's no large. But so oh. once you spread it on your lawn, you're fine. Like I, yeah. Okay, because we drove out there. We live in Arikana, so we drove to your place, which is like going to Pinter Creek. And <laughs> <laughs> just hey, let's go for a stroll. 
And the gal said no, um, that you should keep them off for two or three days. And I'm like, well, holy crap. You know, they yeah. gotta go crap. It's, and so, you know. Yeah, it's it, it is a little bit. It's sorry. Like if you put it on concentrate, like I I let my dogs over right away, and they've okay. never I don't have any issues. It just as long as you spread it properly. If you dump a whole bunch in a real heavy concentrate, yes, no. there could be. A, but if you apply no. it properly, there's no issues at all. Yeah, we got a spreader. So thinking for yeah. the front and the back here because this place is just a. You'll be fine. Low. It's You'll be fine. So go a little heavier your first round, and then you should be good to go. But I got to go. It's my yep. uh, end yep. of the show Thank here. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Thanks Debbie. And thanks Have for coming out. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for everybody. Happy May Long Weekend. Enjoy the rest of it. And uh, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR next week.